Imagine you're a new mum. You knew all the way through your pregnancy that you wanted to breastfeed, but things have gotten off to a rough start. You've had to give your baby some extra milk along the way. Maybe express breast milk, maybe infant formula. But expressing is time-consuming and exhausting. Every time you give your baby a bottle, they seem to want more and more extra milk. Either way, you want things to change. What do you do? Welcome to Breastfeeding with ABA. Today we're talking about top-ups. I'm Simone. I'm an international board certified lactation consultant and a breastfeeding counsellor with the Australian Breastfeeding Association. And I'm Jessica Leonard. I'm a breastfeeding counsellor with the Australian Breastfeeding Association. We are recording this podcast in different parts of Australia. We acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which we are recording and on which you are listening to this podcast. We pay our respects to elders, past, present and emerging, and to any Aboriginal people who are listening today. We also acknowledge Aboriginal women who have breastfed their babies and raised their families up on this country for thousands of years. Simone and I have known each other for around eight years. We've worked together on a lot of projects, but I always remember the first time Simone came to my house. We were inside working and our toddlers were playing in my backyard. Right up until Simone's little one ran inside bleeding. One of my backyard chickens had pecked him so badly on the finger that it drew blood. A lot of blood. I remember feeling mildly traumatised by the experience, but thankfully Simone remembers the day more positively. I just remember them both being little blonde boys. So cute. In Simone's work as a lactation consultant, she sees lots of mums who have gotten off to a rough start with breastfeeding. Sometimes that means that they're giving top-ups of extra milk. What do you think that we mean when we talk about top-ups? Mostly when, I guess, women come to me and wanting to reduce top-ups or they they just tell me they're giving top-ups, it usually means they're giving some extra milk, uh, whether it's expressed milk or whether it's formula in a bottle after a breastfeed. And, you know, there's lots of reasons why someone might be starting to do that. It could be to do with the baby's not sucking effectively for some reason and for some reason, they're not getting the amount from the breast that they need to have that milk given to them in a bottle, which usually is an easier way of consuming a higher volume of milk. So that's usually why they need to give a top-up. Lots of mums say they feel stuck in a cycle of top-ups. But because breastfeeding works on supply and demand, the amount of milk that's removed from the breast, either by breastfeeding or expressing, kind of puts a baby's order in for the next day. If a baby isn't feeding well at the breast, they're often not able to get milk out efficiently, and the supply and demand system goes a bit wonky. Simone's seen lots of different scenarios that lead mums to top-ups. If it started very young, like when they're first born, it could be something like the baby was jaundiced and very, very sleepy and not getting enough on the breast. And, you know, sometimes they'll go on the breast for, you know, one minute and fall asleep and they don't seem to be stimulating the supply enough. And so then the mums might start expressing and topping up with what they've got. Another common scenario would be in the early days that maybe babies lost too much weight after the birth And, you know, they all lose weight, but if they lose more than, say, 10% of their birth weight, that sometimes the health professionals will say, right, we need to top up. And sometimes that's when maybe formula might start. 
the express milk that they're getting or the milk's not quite in enough and then they can't keep up with the express milk. So that could be two reasons in the early days. Uh, a little bit later on, it might not. It might be that the babies aren't meeting the weight requirements and they're not quite putting on enough weight. Or maybe it's behavioural and the baby's crying a lot or very, very unsettled. And then they might say, okay, that, that, this baby needs to be topped up. Sometimes there's something else going on that causes problems with breastfeeding. Tongue tie is certainly a reason that means that a baby might not be as efficient at the breast as they could be and that could be a reason that they might need to do a a top-up. I usually find it's just the mums are off to a bad start for some reason, you know, and it could just be, like I said, the jaundice or it could just be that the baby was really sleepy or sometimes they're born, you know, like a little 37, 38-weeker, you know, they're considered term but they actually just don't do a good job yet and they might probably weren't supposed to be out for another two weeks and they're just not quite as good as a term baby at removing that milk. And so then because they haven't removed enough then they haven't stimulated enough and the supply seems to be a little bit low as a result or sometimes, you know, the mum actually does have the milk there but the baby can't remove it and that's when the pump can do a better job than a baby because the baby's still not quite efficient enough. Yeah, I guess there's a lot of other kind of biological reasons as well is that you know, we'll often see mums who have had a difficult birth and that the baby might have a sore neck or something from being stuck in a certain position or if there's been an assisted delivery, that that's something that can impact. And you know, like you were saying with the, the really little babies, that they can just take a little bit of time to grow out of that. Yeah, I've seen mums that have just had a really traumatic time for the first couple of days and they're just out of it and they really haven't even been putting much focus into the breastfeeding and almost, you know, the babies have been going to the breast maybe and just sort of lying there and, and the mum's not really very focused on what's happening because they're, they're still recovering. It might not seem like a lot of extra work to add in some top-ups and get extra milk into your baby, but for new parents, a little bit of extra work can become overwhelming pretty quickly. Even just the thought of having to prepare the bottles afterwards, even if it is you know, if it's expressed milk, it's probably slightly easier because they just pour the milk in the bottle. But if it's formula, they have to boil the kettle, they have to measure out the, the formula. And quite often when they've got a young baby and they're using formula, they might be sterilising bottles as well as washing them, which they have to as well. So all that extra work seems to be a lot more overwhelming, I guess, for a lot of mums just putting them on the breast and then they go to sleep and they go to bed, you know, and they there's this whole extra section of steps that they have to get through to get the baby fed. Feeding your baby is really personal and for every family there's a different way that parents feel about what's happening with top-ups. Well it's funny I just had someone this week say to me that she told her health nurse that she was topping up um, and the, the health nurse was so Um, focused on reassuring her that that was okay, but she still wasn't giving her the information on how to stop that if she wanted to. She goes, it's all right, you know, people do mixed feed, it's okay. And then the mum's like, well, I know that's okay, I don't feel shame, but I still want to stop it. You know, I prefer to give all my own breast milk if I can or I prefer just to give the breast and not the bottle as well. So I think, you know, that they feel like they're double handling and it's much more time-consuming and they prefer to do one thing if they can Um, and, you know, usually they're hoping it's just going to be breastfeeding. We mentioned earlier the cycle of top-ups where parents get stuck giving more and more extra milk as breastfeeding adjusts to supply and demand. 
I guess what starts to happen is that the mums start to give a small top up. So they might even only start out giving 10 mils or 20 mils or something like that after a feed. Sometimes they only do it when they're unsettled or they might only do it a couple of times a day. But what they start to notice is that the babies are more and more demanding as they get older or as the weeks go on and suddenly they seem like these small amounts don't seem enough so they seem to they need to increase them and then instead of you know every second feed it might turn into every feed and then it might turn into you know 20 mils becomes 40 becomes 60 and then they might be topping up quite a lot each feed because they don't seem to be keeping up with either the expressing or the baby's need seems to be higher than what they're able to give them. So what should people watch out for if they want to prevent falling into the cycle? When I do get some people to come in to see me, they're usually quite upset that it's got to that and they don't know how to stop this cycle. Usually the thing I do the most with these mums is actually watch them feed and watch their baby feed and see if we can encourage the baby to be more efficient on the breast. Most of the time we can. In the very early days, I reckon the first week, if they're really jaundiced and sleepy, sometimes they just have to grow out of that. But further down the track, you know, you get your four-week-olds, your six-week-olds, by then they're usually pretty strong and they can actually do more work on the breast. So some of the techniques that I help them with is things like learning to give your breast breast compressions where you actually give your breast a bit of a squeeze so that some milk comes out and it reminds the baby to keep going. Uh, The other thing that I get them to do is switch feed, which means that they're swapping sides more often. Now, it doesn't mean, you know, some people say, oh, do I do five minutes, five minutes, five minutes, five minutes. It's not even a timing thing. It's just like watching the baby suck, listening for the swallow, and then using compressions and things like that to encourage as much of that as possible And then if the baby's not responding anymore, that might be a time you you take them off, give them a bit of a burp, wake wake them up a bit and switch them over. So that could be, you know, I quite often suggest even up to four times, so back, forth, back, forth, so that at least they're getting a little bit more action, I guess, on the breast. And even with the um, switch feeding, the way I describe it to the mums as to why that works is that when we're breastfeeding, just say you're on the left side and you get that letdown, which is the milk ejection reflex. When you're getting the letdown, which is the the hormone that's released actually ejecting the milk as the baby's sucking, they're actually getting that letdown on the other side at the same time. And I often ask mums, you know, have you noticed if you're pumping or if you're feeding on one side that your other side actually drips? And even women that might think that their supply is quite low will say, oh, actually, yeah, I usually get a drip when I'm pumping or when I'm feeding. So that's your letdown happening on both sides at the same time. If you're able to take advantage of that extra milk that started to be created, we can switch over and then suddenly the the baby gets quite a good little serving of milk on that other side and then that's why switching back and forth can actually increase the volume of what they get because they're having these extra letdowns and taking advantage of the I call it free milk the free milk on the other side that they've already created with the letdown and put in their order yeah that's right put in their order so so they can ask have some for the next time and then then we switch again and there's more there and then we switch again and there's more there So it's a really good way, especially for sleepy babies or inefficient babies, to get a bit more volume into them. You're listening to Breastfeeding with ABA. 
I'm Jessica Leonard, a presenter and one of the producers of Breastfeeding with ABA. Today, I'd like to thank you, the listener, for supporting this podcast. Everyone who's listened to episodes, rated and reviewed the podcast, and joined the conversation on social media, we thank you for your support. We all make the world a better place when families support each other. The Breastfeeding with ABA podcast will return soon with season two. Remember to join the Facebook group to continue the conversation and support other families. Search for Breastfeeding with ABA and answer the joining questions to be added. So if someone is stuck in a cycle of topping up with extra milk, what's the first thing you suggest they do? Well, usually the first thing I say is I usually ask the mums, do you think you're, you have the most milk in the mornings, for instance? So, and most people say yes. So I would say most women do have their most milk in the mornings. They feel the fullest. Um, usually the end of the day is when they're complaining and they don't have so much left. So I usually think the best time to drop a top up would be in the morning. If they're doing a whole express top up, express top up cycle, I would suggest not expressing for the last feed of the middle of the night, which most people are really happy with. So that might be it four or five in the morning and I'll say don't express after that feed and they're going oh thank goodness and then the feed after that your breast should be really nice and full because you haven't pumped and you've got that 6 or 7 a.m feed that's the feed that you concentrate really heavily on doing the switch feeding and then you don't top up after that feed now I always warn the mums maybe the baby might want to feed again in two hours instead of three but that's the way we start the process of dropping the top ups and I always think if you can if you drop a pump and a top up at the same time is usually a good idea a lot of mums try to drop the top ups without dropping any pumping and I don't think it works as well because then the breast isn't as full for that next feed and hopefully they would have got everything that they might not have pumped the time before so that's sort of how I start the process is usually that first one in the morning I said, if they do really well, try another one. You know, if, if the first one's okay and then they feed and they do really well, they're not complaining, they go to sleep, then the baby wakes for the next feed, try to do that one without a top-up. And you might get all the way through to lunchtime without any top-ups by doing it like that. Then by lunchtime, they might be a bit antsy for a top-up. Yeah, sure, give the top-up then. So that's sort of how we inch away. And we might even do that for a week or a two weeks until we actually might be ready to drop another one. Mostly if they're using formula, I try to encourage the mums to push the formula towards the end of the day rather than give lots of little top-ups all the time. If they need to, they might need to give a larger top-up before bed, like it's, you know, 7 or 8 or 9 or 10 o'clock at night, and then try to breastfeed more often during the day. So that's another little strategy as well where we just still give the same volume of formula maybe, but over a larger amount but less frequent bottles. So what would it look like if a mum was at home with her bub and trying to drop top-ups by encouraging more feeds at the breast? So it might be a bit more of a frequent cycle than when they are topping up. And a lot of mums, when I explain the end result, are happy to do that in the daytime. Usually at night they're not as happy. So then I usually say, well, let's just leave that one till later and we'll still do the top-ups at night, but why don't we in the day really push it a bit further? We'll try and feed a little bit more often if the baby needs to. If it's still sleeping, fine. We don't have to wake the baby up or anything. But if the baby wants to feed every two to three hourly instead of three to four, 
and maybe even one and a half hours or something like that just to sort of feed a bit more often. If they just feel like they can't take the baby off at all, like they're just on and on and on and on and every half an hour that, you know, I would say, yes, give a top up. We don't want the baby just continually attached to the breast from nine till five. We do want some breaks and we and the baby does need to sleep as well. So how will parents know that their baby's still getting enough milk if they're reducing the amount of top-ups? That's one of the things I really make sure the mums understand before they go off and try all these things on their own because the whole point of it isn't to starve the baby. The point of it is to try and help the baby to get more milk from the breast to reduce the amount of milk we're giving a bottle or condense those bottles so that we're not giving as many bottles and to really, really look out for those wet nappies and making sure they're still got those five heavy wet nappies in 24 hours. And that's super important because, again, we're not starving the baby. We don't want them to lose weight or we don't want them to gain very minuscule amounts. We do want them to gain the normal amounts of weight and to thrive normally. It's just that we have to look at that overall picture, I guess. And look, getting babies weighed is a good way of understanding how they're getting as well we don't want to do it all the time but especially when babies are getting formula and they're increasing their supply I've had mums come back to me going oh I don't think my supply has increased that much and then we weigh them after a fortnight and they've put on way more and they haven't actually added any more formula at all in fact they've decreased slightly and they all their supply increasing techniques have worked well so we can see the baby's put on actually 100 grams more this week than they did the week before and that's a really good measurement for the mums to look at to say oh okay yes I can drop some more formula that's okay so weight gain you know is a good indicator as well it's just it's not the only one. Things like the amount of poo your baby's doing how much weight they're gaining and their behaviour are good signs to look at to make sure that they're getting enough milk. These ones depend on how old your baby is so have a look at our website breastfeeding.asn.au for more info on that. If your baby's having at least five very wet disposable nappies over 24 hours, though, this is a really good sign that they're getting enough milk. And I think really make sure the mums understand what a heavy wet nappy feels like too. And, you know, in our ABA uh, antenatal classes, we do do a little demo where we pour the water, I think it's 60 mils of water into a disposable nappy and get all the parents to feel it because I have had mums that, think they're doing really well but then they say oh yeah heaps and heaps of wet nappies but when I look at those nappies they're really yes they're wet but they're not heavily wet and then we look at the weight gain it's not so good or they've maybe lost a little bit so they're pushing really hard to drop the top-ups but then they're actually not really looking at those nappies so I think it's important to make sure they really are heavily wet. In the end what we do as people who support families to breastfeed is to help them get to where they want to be. Not every mum is aiming for exclusive breastfeeding. So sometimes they want to get rid of the top-ups because they're sick of this feed top-up, feed express top-up, feed express top-up sort of cycle. But some of them don't mind if they're using a little bit of formula or they're using a bit of express milk. In those situations, I say it's good to do it in a smart way and to me a smart way is a way that's going to help the breastfeeding to continue as long as possible and, and to make sure that the baby's not the one that decides I oh, know I don't like this breast anymore because it's not it's too hard I'm going to go for the bottle and the mums are quite upset when that happens so to do it in a smart way often if we're going to continue some mixed feeding if we can do limited bottles but larger volumes it usually works better 
So, you know, you might have a mum that's 80% breastfeeding and she's got all the convenience of being able to go around and breastfeed in a cafe or out and about, but they still are giving maybe 120 mils of formula at night before bed uh, and the baby's weight gains are steady and normal. But every time they try and drop that formula, the baby's upset or they don't actually settle at night and they and their weight isn't as good so they seem, they seem to need that extra milk at night and if we can do it once or twice a day often that's much more sustainable than eight times a day and, and that's much more of a danger of the baby getting that nipple confusion and getting that feeling of the bottle is easier and not wanting to try on the breast anymore. When I've spoken to mums who are doing the expressing and then topping up, what they say is, well, I'm feeding my baby at the breast and then I have to go and get my breast pump and put it together and then express milk and then I have to get the bottle and feed the baby the expressed milk and they just find this really long process of so much extra time that it's just incredibly frustrating when the breast milk is there and if we can just get the baby onto the breast for those feeds, then they're a lot happier that they're not double handling this milk all of the time. And I just say to a lot of them, um, it's not a life for you to always have to have the pump out all the time. You don't just go to a barbecue and bring your pump and bring it out in front of everybody, whereas you could just feed at the table with your baby. So usually the aim is with most mums that they'd prefer not to be pumping all the time. But I guess it's such an important point that we always have to discuss with mums when we're counselling them about breastfeeding is what are your goals? What do you want to get the end result to be? And for me, it's always about helping mums to achieve their goals. It's not about what I would do. It's about where do you want to be with this and what do you want to achieve? And then helping her find a way to do that. And sometimes that is a mixed feeding situation. And sometimes it is that they do really want to exclusively breastfeed. So, yeah, so you've just got to find out that end goal before you sort of launch into a big plan. But most of the time people aren't wanting to do all those things at once. There's usually some sort of plan to get to, whether it's mostly breastfeeding or certainly not as much pumping as some mums are needing to do, if they, especially if they're doing it every feed. And what else do you think is important? I guess just having a support person that's really encouraging of you to to drop the top ups. Sometimes a mum might have a partner or a mum or a sister or someone who's going to help them along because they might hit some times where they feel like it isn't worth pursuing or they put the baby the bottle in the baby's mouth and it's so much easier for the baby to get that bottle that they just go, oh, God, I can't be bothered with this breastfeeding. But if they have someone that's there and keeps saying to them, it gets better, it gets better, then at least you're pushing through those parts. And in the end, you do get there and, and then it's worth it. But you need that support person as well, which is ABA can help with that with Helpline. But also if you can find someone in your life that's supportive, it's really, really helpful for them to know what your goals are. And even with a partner, just to explain why you're doing it. Because sometimes some of the partners aren't quite understanding of why, especially if the partner can help give the bottles or the top-ups, they feel like, oh, well, they're helping, but they don't realise the end goal is that they don't want to be doing it this way forever. Sometimes that really practical support can help as well. I will often encourage mum, if they're trying to get their baby onto the breast more often, to just ignore some of the housework and things like that for a little while and just lay in bed and relax with your baby. You know, don't do it when they're screaming and upset. Just have a nice little cuddle, skin to skin with your baby 
and just having someone there who is going to, yep, just go and wash the dishes or organise dinner, that that's actually a really important type of support as well. Yeah, yeah. For more information and links, please check the episode notes. For breastfeeding information or to access live chat with a qualified volunteer, visit breastfeeding.asn.au. You can speak to a breastfeeding counsellor on the National Breastfeeding Helpline on 1800 Mum to Mum or 1800 686 268. The Australian Breastfeeding Association receives funding from the Australian Government. Search for Breastfeeding with ABA on Facebook to continue the conversation. Make sure you answer the joining questions so we can add you quickly. Please rate, review and subscribe to Breastfeeding with ABA. Thank you for supporting the Australian Breastfeeding Association.